The voice of reason. The voice of alarm. The voice of stats. The voice of scouts. The voice of Kool-Aid. The voice of dismay. The voice of Davo. Welcome in to another edition of Clubhouse Conversation. Who are we kidding? This is not just another edition. This is the edition. As in the World Series edition of Clubhouse Conversation. Davo on your dish. And if you're listening to my voice right now, you obviously are extremely passionate about the Royals and I'm guessing you probably had a few tears in your eyes as Greg Holland closed this one out, or perhaps more than a few like myself. A good solid, we'll say 30 to 40 second cry I had as that last out was made at Kauffman Stadium. Moose feels the ground ball, sets his feet, makes sure he makes a nice throw over to first base. And gosh, I I almost get misty-eyed just talking about it right now. How special was it today? And we're going to talk a lot about the moments tonight. We're not going to break down this game too much because there's, you know, not too much to talk about. It's kind of the same old, you know, for the Royals as far as they're concerned all season long, 89 of them during the regular season, pitching and defense, just enough offense, although not really enough offense today. Really, you can thank Baltimore for making mistakes. But at the end of the day, one team made the plays and one didn't. And that's how it's been all postseason long. And gosh, I... The Royals are the first ever team to win eight games in a row to begin the postseason. Let that sink in for a second. I know it's hard to realize the Royals have won eight in a row. It doesn't even feel like it in some ways just because there's been so many off days. There's been travel days. There's been a rain out. There's been clinches early. So those eight games are spread out over, what, how many days now? 16, 17? So, but yeah. Eight games in a row the Royals have won in the playoffs. First team to do that to start the playoffs, and another first on this team, which I find very cool, is that Brandon Finnegan, the first ever player to appear in the College World Series and the Major League World Series in the same summer. Congratulations to Brandon Finnegan and all of his teammates and, you know, Mr. Glass, Dan Glass, the whole organization, Dayton Moore and J.J. Piccolo and Scott Sharp, and you go on and on and on. Ned Yost, all the coaches, all the players. We could spend, and you know, we probably will spend at some point in the offseason, go over some of the guys, some of the unsung heroes. There's a lot of unsung heroes from guys like Jim Wong looking at the stats and Mike Arbuckle and Lonnie Goldberg. You go on and on through this front office and through this organization. A lot of great baseball men who deserve a lot of credit. And we'll get to that point. But right now, it's all about the play on the field. And again, how much analysis do we need today? It's the same as yesterday, the same as all year. Pitching and defense with an exclamation point, bolded, underlined, and italicized after the defense, especially today. Like I said, one team made all the plays, didn't give up anything to Baltimore. Everything Baltimore got today, they earned. The Royals, on the other hand, yeah, I mean, they made some plays. A nice little infield single by Alcides Escobar to begin the game that hit second base. You could almost just see Baltimore after they hit a couple balls hard in the first inning and then Adam Jones swings at a pitch a foot out of the strikes in front of the plate and strikes out one, two, three in the top of the first as he's been doing the majority of the postseason sands one home run against the Royals But in game two. but I mean, you looked at it and you could almost just see them. I was looking around the field from section 125 there at Kauffman Stadium and just looking around the field and seeing the guys after that ball hit the base. And you, they're just like, here we go again. Nora gets plonked. Kane bunts him over. And then, of course, the Royals. It works because everything's working right now for the Royals. 
as uh, you know the ground ball was hit to Steve Pierce. Should have been an out-of-home plate. Instead, the ball's dropped by Caleb Joseph, the catcher. That allows the first run in in the form of Escobar. And then Nori comes trotting home after. Two runs, 2 nothing Royals. And wouldn't have been shocked if you told me that that would hold up. I, I'd believe you. But a little bit surprising that two runs in the bottom of the first is all A, that the Royals got, especially off a guy in Gonzalez. I thought they'd hit a little bit better. But B, that it stood up for an entire eight innings after that. So one team can't make the basic play. Their catcher can't catch the ball. And we've seen Baltimore has not been good defensively in this series for the most part. So the number of plays out there misplayed. And so that one unearned run technically really was two in my book. And But, I mean, the Royals then, you know, no margin for error. And there was really only maybe one spectacular play. There were a number of damn good plays out there. One spectacular, of course, and is poor J.J. Hardy. He's got to wonder, who did I tick off? You know, last night he's hitting the ball over the field and the Royals are making great plays. And again tonight, as the Energizer Bunny, Alex Gordon, Gives up his body, runs back two steps from the fence, snags a line drive, leading off the fifth inning off of Jason Vargas. That play would have been a triple with J.J. Hardy busting it out of the box. Alex had sold himself out to make that catch. He did. He crashed into the wall for about five seconds. I was nervous he was hurt. Alex held on because he is Alex Gordon, and that's what he does. And J.J. Hardy just kind of like, what the hell, man? I've been crushing the ball all series. I've been seeing guys jumping into dugouts and guys in right right field. You know, Kane robbed him a couple of times back in Baltimore in game two, as we call the Lorenzo Kane game around here, where he just basically willed the Royals to a victory, which got him in large part MVP of the ALCS. More on that later. But J.J. Hardy, that's a triple if Alex doesn't make that play. Once he sells out, that ball is going to bounce off the wall or his glove, and he's going to fall down. That's a triple for J.J. Hardy. That's, that's, a, that's the tie right there. That's the second run. If Alex Gordon doesn't make that play, that's a run. That right there is not counting some of the nice gliding plays by by Kane. And, you know, the Royals were solid everywhere across the diamond. They made the plays. Omar Infante, how about that play to start the game, going to his right, making the throw, a little jump throw. I mean, the, and Eric Cosmer comes down and keeps his foot in the base. They were just making plays. It's, it's, it's just, is there any doubt they're going to make the plays? So much fun. So right there, the defense made the difference in the game. I watched more postseason baseball tonight, and you see the Cardinals and Matt Adams botching the ball around at first base a couple of times, costing them runs. I mean, in the postseason with razor-thin margin for area, damn well better be able to catch the ball because you ain't hitting home runs and crushing, as Baltimore proved in this series, only hitting one after all we heard about was their power and how the Royals wouldn't be able to keep up with it. Well, you know what? Good pitching and defense are going to win in the playoffs. Nine times out of ten. Happened again. Today's further proof after today's exhibit what? Exhibit eight, I guess, of eight postseason games. You go through literally almost every single game. We could break them down one by one. For the most part, I'm trying to think back. Maybe the wild card game, there wasn't a tremendous defensive play. I'm trying to think. That one was more hitting. But you go back through Anaheim and you look at Kane starting things off and taking from Cole Calhoun the leadoff double away there. In Anaheim, saving the Royals a couple of runs. And you look at Draw Dyson saving a run in a tie game, making that play running to his right, running, throwing the runner out at third base. And you look at the Baltimore series and all the plays Kane has made and Gordon today. And you just go on. The Moustakish yesterday. You go on and on. Nearly every game in this postseason has had a signature play defensively. I would say at least six of eight have a definite signature play that you can just look at the game and pick it out. Amazing stuff. Lorenzo Kane, no hits today, but a couple of nice plays. Good for him. ALCS MVP, he joins who? Two other Royals have won the ALCS MVP, obviously, since they've only won the AL championship twice. Who are those players? I'll give you five seconds. Pretty 
pretty slam dunk. There's your hint. Very obvious. George Brett, Frank White, Lorenzo Cain, your three ALCS MVPs in Royals history. And, and but, you know, let's not only focus on the defense here because I can't believe I'm kind of upset with myself. I went a whole eight minutes here without talking about Jason Vargas. Jason Vargas, fantastic today. Haven't seen him, obviously, since, you know, the Angel series. And, and Jason Vargas got the job done. Five and a third innings, allowing one run on two hits. Struck out six and five and a third. That impressed me with three walks for Jason Vargas. And, yes, there was a couple nice plays, but who cares? You know, his defense is more apt to make plays when he's getting the ball and throwing strikes as he did. And nice tempo and kept the ball down. A lot of swings and misses at, quote-unquote, bad pitches today. Vargas had things going. Chain speeds kept them kept them off, you know, off speed, off balance, the word I'm looking for, off balance very nicely throughout this game. Jason Vargas and then Calvin Herrera comes in with an inning and two-thirds of scoreless once Vargas got through Marquecas and uh, Herrera went through the bulk of that order, which work on the right-handers, allowed just one hit, struck out one in an inning and two-thirds scoreless. And you know the rest, Wade Davis, scoreless inning with one hit, Greg Holland, scoreless inning with one walk and a K. And that's all it took. The Royals did walk five times offensively, which I love tonight after – only one last night. One extra base hit, Billy Butler, after none last night. So not a ton going on for the Royals, but they got hit by a pitch. They walked five times. They got on base. They had a fair number of base runners. The Royals really never got that big hit today either that they've been getting throughout the playoffs. You know, perhaps they're coming back down to earth a bit with runners in scoring position, the dreaded risp stat. We'll see. Hopefully they can get that going again for another week when the World Series gets going, another nine days. World Series. That's where the Royals are going. What does this mean to you? What does this mean to the city? Because you and I obviously have been talking to each other and hanging out all season long here on Clubhouse Conversation. You obviously go to the games. You follow them. You watch them. You listen to them. If you're listening to this, you're a diehard. Especially if you've made it in you know, 10 minutes into this segment. Is it? I mean, how special is it to us? And what do we think of all the people that some would call quote-unquote bandwagoners? You know the people that kind of give you grief for wearing royal shirts and hats the last 25 years, the last 10 years in particular, the people that only go on opening day. And, you know, some of the time you had trouble finding somebody to use your tickets because I've got very good season tickets. And there were nights this year in the last couple of years where I couldn't find anybody to go to the game with me. How do we feel about that? Are we okay with that? I think we definitely are because I think we all understand that, Tickets, you know, butts in the seats, tickets sold, merchandise sold means more money for the Royals, which means healthier franchise, which means more players getting signed, which means more wins, which means more people willing to come here. It's a vicious cycle, a vicious circle. It means baseball, you know, baseball is healthy in Kansas City. So that's great to see. And are you going to make it to the World Series? How much are you going to spend? Was going through vivid seats and StubHub tonight. Looks like standing room is going to be 700 bucks to get in the building. Maybe a little bit less now that the Cardinals appear to be whimpering in the doghouse, kind of like Baltimore was last night. How much are you going to spend? Are you going to go? One game? I think you have to. Get that plastic. Maybe you'll be paying it off for six months or a year, year and a half. Isn't it worth it, though, that credit card payment for a year to go to a Royals World Series game? Because look how many times Baltimore's made it back since 83, and they can't get back to the, to the World Series. Look at Seattle Mariners, never been there. I mean, look at the Royals, 85 we don't know when this chance will come again, especially with teams like New York and, and Boston and L.A. as we talk about being able to spend at will. 
Detroit trying to buy a championship this year in the last couple. So enjoy this, Royals fans. That's that's all I got to say. I mean, wow. <laughs> I, I mean, again, I, I'm, I'm almost getting teary-eyed just <laughs> thinking about this again. I think of myself going to, you know, 20 straight opening days with my mom, never missing a single one in the last 20 years. I think of 2003 and Jose Lima, who's no longer with us, how much I enjoyed watching him, and Mike Sweeney and Joe Randa and Abanez and Ken Harvey. I think of the guys like Gil Mesh who put in their time and left with dignity, giving the Royals money back. I think of some of the good guys that you wish would have won, the Tians, the DeJesuses, the Bucks. And I think of some of the guys that – Tried to climb the warning track and or the fence and, and steal a home run and the ball bounced in front of the warning track, Kerry Robinson. I think of Chip Ambrose dropping the fly ball against the Indians in that eight-run ninth inning. We think of all of it, don't we? We think of Matt Stairs buying, after hitting the Sonic Slam home run, winning somebody twenty-five grand, showing up with the keg at the house. <laughs> So many fun memories with the Royals. So many heartbreaking memories. So many, so many nights where we swore the Royals off. There's been some unhappy nights, hasn't there? Been many unhappy nights. Many unhappy losing streaks. Many unhappy summers. And yet, here we are. On October 15th of 2014. 29 years ago, I was four years old. And here we are. We're going to the World Series, guys. We did it. I have goosebumps up up and down my entire body right now. The, the hairs in the back of my are on the back of my neck are standing up. Thank you so much for being here all season long on Clubhouse Conversation, telling a friend about it. And, and more than that, thank you for supporting the Royals like you do. I think they're obviously a little more important to you and I than they are to most people. We get it. We understand it. We're happy to have everybody else along for the ride. We're happy to see this city so healthy and vibrant and excited and so proud. It's about time this damn city got something like this. It's, hey, we had the All-Star game, but I'm talking about one of our teams winning big. One of our teams making us proud. One of our teams uh, being the darling of America. One of our teams uh, being a team that people look up to. New fans across the country. People texting me every day from everywhere, every corner of the world saying, wow, your team's a lot of fun. I like watching them. And that's what this is all about. That's what this dish is about. It's not all about the defense. It's not all about the, the great pitching all year of Vargas. And it's not all about... Baltimore making a mistake, and it's all about the moment and enjoying it and what this means for the city of Kansas City, my, my favorite city in America. I love living here. I love this city. I love this franchise, and I love you. Lots of Kool-Aid to go around. Have a great night. Go Royals. We'll be back hopefully with, an, uh, with a World Series preview Sunday night or Monday. We'll get that for you. Had a great chat with former 1982 and 1983 Royal Bob Tufts this morning. We'll post that coming up. This weekend, Phil Hyatt joins us early next week. Uh, got some feelers out for a, a Royals Hall of Famer to be joining us in the near future. Devin Lowry, who pitched here in 08. So much fun. We'll catch up with Jeremy Guthrie again. All that and so much more here on Clubhouse Conversation. Thank you for listening. Go Royals and be proud.